Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind, Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice. Fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is October 6th. We are entering week five of the NFL season. Yes, the quarter's done. And boy, what an interesting weekend with all the COVID-related delays and such. Well, we're glad we're uh, with you right here. My name's Michael Nazarek. I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found on the web at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my very good friend and very experienced fantasy player and writer, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Very well. Like you said, it was a crazy week. About the craziest week I can ever remember with, you know, games, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game getting moved and the New England game getting moved, Cam being out, all kinds of star players being out, some of them at the last minute. That's about as, as, as nutso as it's been in a long time, and uh, I hope we never have to do that again. So hopefully this COVID well, thing will be a blip and not a not a consistent theme going forward the rest of the year. But it, the blip, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so 2020, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's crazy. People running to their rosters to pull Patrick Mahomes and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Travis Kelce, uh just because if there's a positive on a Monday morning, that game's delayed until later in the season, you take a zero. And, uh, you know, I had a, an opponent put in Derek Carr, and I ended up losing. You know, <laughs> Carr had a good game. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But let's get right into the news and notes. Uh, a couple of big running back injuries this week. Uh, Nick Chubb, unfortunately, uh, suffered a sprained MCL, had a, uh, a player roll up on him. Uh, and he's going to be out uh, probably uh, about six weeks. They put him on IR. So, of course, everybody with Kareem Hunt is happy about that because he's going to be starting. But there was another guy named Ernest Johnson, an undrafted player that came in the game and actually rushed for 100 yards, but who can't do that against the Cowboys? But the bottom line here is the fantasy impact. People want to know, do you pick up Ernest Johnson? There, Dontrell Hilliard's the number three guy. He caught a couple of passes. What 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 what's the situation there and for fantasy? Uh, what, what's your opinion, Chris? Well, if you're struggling for running back uh, help, I mean, Darius Johnson is probably not a bad guy to put on your bench. They do have some pretty nice matchups coming up. The next two weeks are pretty tough run defenses with the Colts and the Steelers. Although the Colts are pretty banged up amongst their linebackers, and uh, then they've got uh, three pretty nice games with Cincinnati, Vegas, and Houston, all pretty poor run defenses. So Darius Johnson could could get some, some run there. He's going to get carries. Um, he's not going to put up, you know, Nick Chubb type numbers by any stretch, but he'll be out there enough to, to keep Hunt fresh. Hunt is obviously going to go through the roof. He's a, he was already a number one or low end number one, maybe a high number two in any scoring system. And, and now with Chubb out of the way, he actually, I think he could challenge, especially with this relatively nice schedule coming up. He could challenge to put up Alan Kamara, Christian McCaffrey type numbers 
um, with the way this offense is rolling right now and getting the lion's share of the work. Yeah. Uh, people in PPR leagues, uh, Dernis Johnson did not catch a, a ball and wasn't targeted in that. Uh, he does have a few catches to his uh, record uh, in the past season, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm like you. I don't think he's going to catch very many passes there. He's going to be kind of serviceable, but for the next couple of weeks, it might be kind of tough. He might end up getting like eight carries for 35 yards, and you know he's like a Doug Guess Edwards type uh, uh, player. But beyond that, I, uh, I noticed because I put this in our market feature too <laughs> for the newsletter for the subscribers that they do have three good matches coming up. Another uh, big devastating uh, running back injury, uh, Austin Eckler. He uh, simultaneously hyperextended his knee and injured his hamstring on the same play. Uh, looked pretty uh, pretty pretty bad. He was just immediately grabbed the leg, went down, couldn't couldn't get up. Uh, he's going to be out a month or more. Um, that leaves rookie Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, the veteran. What's your opinion of the situation there, and what do fantasy owners do, Chris? Uh, in my opinion, stay away. This this one is a, is a far more devastating injury. Uh, not only is is Eckler a bigger part of that offense, they just don't have anyone that does what he does for that offense. Uh, Kelly and Jackson both looked, I would say, uninspiring the last couple of weeks. I know, I know Kelly looked pretty good out of the gate in, in complimentary role to Eckler, but boy, they just look bad. And that's just going to put a lot more pressure on, on uh, the rookie, Justin Herbert to, to be, to be really good at quarterback. One the guy that really probably does help is Keenan Allen, who's already leading the, the NFL in target. And I think he's going to continue to do that. He's going to get a lot of those little Eckler dump offs and screens, and he's probably going to get, 12, 13 targets every game for the next month or so as they try to run the offense through him, in my opinion. Yeah, the the, the worry there also with Kelly is that he's a rookie and he had another fumble. That's a second fumble, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so – uh, looks like maybe Justin Jackson might get the start, and they might, you know, just do a 50-50 there. But uh, those, those, neither of those guys can catch passes very well because they're bigger backs. They're not the the scat uh, smaller back that uh, they really don't have a replacement for Austin Eckler. Uh, do you think that this really impacts uh, the rookie uh, Hebert uh, Herbert? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and negatively uh, moving forward. It, it has to. I mean, Eckler was such a big part of that offense, and if nothing else, the threat of him is a big part of that offense. So he's done very well. And I thought he looked, he obviously looked better when he was in the game. I mean, look, the, the chargers had a huge lead on Tampa and granted their offense didn't give up all those points to Tom Brady, but their offense stagnated and had a lot of three and outs once Eckler left the game and allowed uh, Tampa to come roaring back. So this, this is going to be real interesting to see what he does without him in there, because I, this is going to be really difficult for a rookie not to have that safety valve. So that's why I'm thinking Keenan Allen is going to have to be that safety valve uh, even more so than he already has been. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to cut the news short and just talk about uh, a couple of fantasy uh, wide receivers that are struggling right now and what fantasy owners should do. Uh, A.J. Green uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, Now, he did suffer uh, some kind of wrist injury. Uh, Came out of the game late, I believe, this past weekend, but boy, you know, uh, with a with the juicy matchup against the Jaguars, you were thinking maybe he might get up, get off the schneid there and score a touchdown, put up some kind of numbers and one catch, three yards on like five targets. Uh, what do you do if you're AJ Green or they're playing Baltimore this week? Maybe you know you first think bench, but uh, you know uh, you think he's going to come around, Chris, or what's going on with him? 
I, I have a lot of concerns here because it's not like the whole offense is stagnating and you can hope for a bump as the offense gets in sync. This offense is actually putting up a fair amount of passing yards and a, a fair amount of passing, a fair amount of receptions. He's just low on the totem pole, and his, and his catch ratio is very poor. He's only he's got like 14 catches on like 33 targets. So he's he's just not getting the ball. T. Higgins has overtaken him. Tyler Boyd's obviously number one, and nobody's game planning for AJ Green, and he's still not catching the ball. I have a lot of concerns about this, and my my gut feeling is that there's probably guys on the waiver wire, guys that are stepping up like a Tim Patrick recently, that you can go out and get that I would rather have on my roster than AJ Green right now. I, I just don't see a way forward for him to get better as the season goes on, unlike some of the other guys we might be talking about here. So, so you're saying actually uh, you would actually uh, drop AJ Green, not not hold him for another couple of weeks to see what he does. Uh, uh, I guess it, let's say you didn't have another guy that just wasn't doing it on your roster, but with the bye weeks you needed this roster or this this player, this spot on your roster to produce. Would you actually drop uh, AJ Green for a Tim Patrick? For Tim Patrick, yes, I would right now. I mean, he's just he's getting the same number of targets and doing a hell of a lot more with them, and I, and he's clearly a part of the offense in a way that AJ Green isn't right now. So, for a guy like that, if you could get him on the waiver wire, a guy like maybe a Traquan Smith uh, for the next few weeks, yeah, I probably would because I don't I don't like Cincinnati's matchups in the passing game the next few weeks either. So for the next few weeks of buys, I don't think AJ Green's going to give you much. Yeah. It's uh, the word, uh, the name Des Bryant comes to mind, possibly. A.J. Green might be going that route. Another guy, a totally different type of guy, speed guy. He's had some injuries and all. He's playing on a new team now, and so there's other receivers around him that getting more attention and all. But he's still a productive receiver, or is he? Brandon Cooks in Houston, three targets, no catches this past weekend. They actually talked to Deshaun Watson about it. He said, well, every time I looked at him, you know, he was being covered. He, there, was no, there wasn't, you know, a way to get him the football, and I just had to roll away and, and go to my other read. And that's what he told the, the reporters. But, you know, when you drafted uh, Brandon Cooks, you didn't expect three targets, no catches. What's going on with Brandon Cooks, and do you bench him, or do you uh, – what, what, what do you do if you're a fantasy owner there, Chris? See, this is the guy, unlike Green, this is the guy I do keep on my bench and hold because there, I do think there's a path forward for him to get markedly better, not the least of which is the change in coaching right now. Maybe something will kickstart the team. But like Deshaun Watson alluded to in that press conference you talked about just a moment ago, teams are game planning for Cooks. They're taking him out. He, he and Fuller are the big threats to do something down the field, and Cooks obviously has a much greater track record. People are trying to take him away. He can get better. This whole offense can get better. They've got some great matchups coming up. They've had a really tough schedule so far, uh, not only just in total teams, but in pass defenses. They played some of the better pass defenses um, from a fantasy perspective so far. So I think you have to hold Cooks because he really has the potential to jump up in a way that A.J. Green doesn't for all the reasons I just talked about. Okay. Uh, well, we want to remind everybody over at ffmastermind.com, we have a comprehensive uh, list of, uh, of injuries that we update on a daily basis. Uh, let's go through some of the big names here at quarterback. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still working through that high ankle sprain. We're going to see later on this week to see if he can practice. Uh, it wasn't very close last week. Drew Locke looks like he's a little bit closer. They were saying last week that he's probably 50-50 to play this week. We'll see if he practiced, although uh, if he practices later this week, he did not practice today. Uh, they practiced today uh, because uh, they played last Thursday. So uh, Noah Fant, by the way, with the ankle, he did not practice today, and he's not expected to play. He's probably week to week. Uh, 
Moving on over to the running back position, uh, Raheem Mostert with the knee. Uh, you know, we'll see if he gets some practice in, but I wouldn't expect him to play this week. Leonard Fournette, he said on Tuesday, they said he's going to be a game-time decision to back up uh, Ronald Jones on Thursday night in Chicago. It's not a very good matchup there, so I'd, I'd be worried about that, about him playing, probably give him another week. Uh, interesting, in New York, uh, Levy Bell said last week he's ready to come off uh, the IR uh, with his hamstring, and we'll see if that happens. Uh, because they haven't started practicing this week, but uh, you Bell owners might uh, get a reprieve and he might be playing this week. Uh, in in uh, Buffalo, Zach Moss was questionable entering last week's game with that toe injury. He did not play, so they gave him another week of rest. We'll see if he can practice later this week. Uh, moving back to Tampa Bay, uh, boy, everybody's injured. Uh, Mike Evans with the ankle, Chris, Chris Godwin with the hamstring, Scotty Miller with the hip and groin, and and uh, even Justin Watson, the, the other guy, is uh, injured. They all sat uh, today. Bruce Arians didn't want to take any chances. They got one more practice to get him in. Some tells me that I think Evans and Miller and maybe Watson will play. Uh, Godwin's probably another week away. We'll see what uh, happens there. They've got to make a decision because they play on Thursday. So uh, keep watching uh, FF Mastermind for the latest there. Uh, also, Michael Thomas, fairly close to playing last week with that ankle. Uh, you know, he did not uh, play. And so they hope they can get them in this week. Uh, they're they're actually uh, let's see they're playing on Monday night, so he's got an extra day. Maybe Mike Thomas might re-debut down in New Orleans, uh, and uh, Drew Brees is very like that, uh, very much like that. It of course last night uh, Julio Jones left the game early with a hamstring injury. A short week this week. I wouldn't count on him playing. We'll see. Deontay Johnson with the concussions, but he's been cleared to play. He'll play this week. A.J. Brown last week said that he's likely to play this week. That's good news there. Brashard Perryman with an ankle, likely to play this week. We'll see. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in, in Philly, you know, uh, we'll see what's going on there. Uh, they didn't play last week. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, and, of course, one more, uh, Jared Cook and with the groin. You know, we'll find out probably starting uh, Thursday when they go back to practice because they play on Monday whether he can come back and play. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, well, remind everybody, uh, please come to our visit our website at ffmastermind.com. We have uh, our free NFL Quick Bits uh, page where we've been updating and posting news as it breaks uh, for uh, 25 years now. We also offer free in-season Eye in the Sky scouting reports, including those that cover the Colts from Chris Rito on a weekly basis. Our weekly in-season fantasy newsletters, of course, it has daily releases. It's in full production right now. It's 24.95, reduced down from 37.95 for the rest of the season. Try it out there, and also follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. Let's get right to the picks to click and flick uh, off your starting roster or onto your roster, uh, onto your starting lineup this week. Give me two quarterbacks you like and why, Chris. I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins. I mean, Seattle obviously should play from ahead, forcing Minnesota to throw. 
Seattle also, I'm pretty sure, couldn't keep my mom from throwing for 300 yards against them. So Cousins has two really good receivers, should have a good game script to afford some high volume too. I want to look so far this year, the Seahawks have allowed an average of 33 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks with a low of 27 just last week. He is a great DFS bargain, especially this week. And I love Daniel Jones. But the only thing the Giants have going for them offensively is that they have a pretty decent uh, set of uh, receiving options. And if you say the word offensive, you have to think about the Cowboys' secondary because it's making everyone they play look like Dak Prescott right now. So sometimes it's about what you can do. Sometimes it's about who you face. And this week is such a week for Jones. I think the air game gets healthy against a team that, frankly, can't stop anyone that's allowing three passing touchdowns per game. Wow, yeah, you're so right there. I'm a big Giants fan, and in New York, we're hurting 0-4 everywhere. I just hope that we can pull out a win this week, but we'll see. Anyway, a couple of quarterbacks I like this week. Teddy Bridgewater, all you got to really say is hello, Atlanta. They can't stop anybody. Uh, Robbie Anderson's been a surprise of the league so far. D.J. Moore is so underrated, and, of course, Curtis Samuel there. And Mike Davis can catch passes, too, I think. And Teddy even ran one in last week. I'm not sure if he'll do that again this week, but I think two-plus scores is a lock here. So if you need him for a bye week, maybe you got Aaron Rodgers on your uh, on your team, and uh, he's on a bye along with uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, by the way, people, those are the two buys right now. <laughs> Only, hopefully, Green Bay and Detroit sit all your Lions and Packers this week. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I I think that uh, that they'll uh, that, that Ridgewater will do well this week, and I'm sticking with the rookie uh, Herbert uh, against the Saints secretary. I I think because they've got Janoris uh, Jones Jenkins and uh, Lattimore out, uh, I think he's still going to be able to produce a, a good game there. I think it's going to be fairly high scoring. So you know, if you need a uh, Herbert, uh, I keep wanting to call him a bear <laughs> Herbert. Uh, this week, this week, then go ahead and start them. A uh, couple of guys I'm concerned about, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Cleveland, they just so run heavy, and they get the stingy and cold to defense this week. I'd be careful there. And that big shootout, right? It wasn't really a shootout. It was a runout or whatever because Baker didn't even produce 20 points in that game against the Cowboys last week. And, of course, on my caution playlist this week is Tom Brady. Five touchdowns to five different receivers. I don't know how many of those receivers are actually healthy and going to play. And the Bears have allowed three touchdown passes to date all season through four games. That's not even one a game, people. So I sit Tom Brady this week. I love him moving forward with a healthy core. He looks really good on the deep ball, but not this week. Okay, what about a couple of quarterbacks you're concerned about this week, Chris? Uh, Derek Carr will be one of them. The Chiefs have allowed kind of a middle-of-the-pack 23 fantasy points per game, but every game so far they've allowed eight fantasy points to a mobile quarterback, Watson, Herbert, Lamar Jackson. They've actually only allowed about 200 passing yards per game and only four touchdowns total despite playing with their big leads. So this pass defense is actually pretty darn stingy, and the pass rush is solid, and Carr just doesn't have the wheels to earn fantasy points with his legs like those other guys did. If you watch Brian Hoyer on Monday Night Football, you know what I'm talking about. And then I don't like Deshaun Watson this week. And the Texans are in disarray, obviously. And a part of me wants to say that the new Romeo Cornell regime will kind of unleash Watson this week and let him be a star. But, but Watson has a kryptonite, and it's been the Jaguars over his career. Um, in five games, he's averaging only 167 passing yards per game. And three home games against the Jags, he has a total of one touchdown and 165 passing yards per game. The Jags are, Jags are way more vulnerable on the ground as well. So I think Houston could actually lead in this game and just pound it with David Johnson. Okay, what about uh, running backs? Uh, a couple that you like this week. Uh, in that same game, I like James Robinson. He is a volume-driven, high-end running back two right now, 
and the Texans allow the most rushing attempts and the most rushing yards per game, as well as the second most rushing touchdowns and second most fantasy running back points. This undrafted rookie is quietly an RB1 right now. He's actually number eight overall in PPR, and he has a high floor with his receiving chops as well. He's a very solid start this week. And I like Devin Singletary. Everyone's going to forget about the Titans since they didn't play this last week, but they were actually really laboring to stop the run their first three games. They've given up 140 rush yards per game. Several of their key interior run defenders are among the ones who tested positive for COVID and who might still be unavailable. So Singletary should have a chance to exploit these gaps and hit big plays like other speed backs have done against them so far. Okay, a couple of running backs I like this week. Todd Gurley, well, he come off of a Monday night game where he scored two times. Uh, Panthers run defense, not very good. So I, I like Gurley this week. I think he's going to score at least once this week. Uh, and, and another one, another guy, this might be the last week, though, to try to trust him is Kenyon Drake. He's not been good, very good, uh, been uh, limited uh, in terms of touches. Uh, he's kind of beat up with a chest injury, but they expect him to play this week. Um, I tell you, he's got hadn't scored since week one. He gets a get-well game, that's what I call it, against the Jets. I I didn't uh, care for Melvin Gordon last week, but I went against him. And I tell you, you know, at the end of that game, he just warmed down and then broke off that long touchdown run. I can see something like this happening with Kenyon Drake this week. So stick him in your lineup against the Jets. And uh, if he produces, then he's probably good to go. If he doesn't, then it might be time to pull him for a while. Anyway, a couple of guys I'm concerned about. Miles Gaskin, uh, you know, the 49ers still have a good run defense there, even though they're a beat, uh, bit beat up. Uh, and, and Gas is not going to get the goal line carry, so don't expect much there. And uh, likewise, Melvin Gordon here. Uh, I think just the Patriots uh, run defense. They did a pretty good job of limiting uh, CEH on Monday night, and they have given up just one TD run to running backs, believe it or not. So uh, be careful with Melvin Gordon there. How about a couple of uh, running backs you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Must be a bad week to be a running back named Miles. I don't like Miles Sanders either. It's uh, it's hard to like any running back facing the Steelers. They've only allowed 40 rushing yards a game and one rushing touchdown so far. And they've had two weeks to prepare for Philly due to that unexpected bye week. Philadelphia also played late on Sunday, has to cross the country back from Frisco. This could be a real ugly week for Sanders and the Philly O with some minor injuries on their offensive line as well. And then a caution play, an obvious must start is Alvin Kamara. But it's a caution play. Just lower your expectations this week. The Chargers have yet to allow a rushing TD to a running back this season, and a lot of Kamara's number one ranking is due to his seven touchdowns so far. It's worth noting that his rushing touch share is barely above 50%, too, as Latavius Murray's been getting a lot of work as a runner. Uh, The Chargers have shut down some pretty good running backs so far before Rojo had a a decent day last week, and they do give up running back receptions at a good rate. So Kamara's still going to be Kamara, but he's going to be the low end of Kamara, I think, this week. Okay. How about a couple of wideouts that you like and why? Jarvis Landry this week. Uh, it's a little bit of a hunch as much as anything. Uh, I think after his big week last week, OBJ will get some extra attention, and I'm sure he's going to try and get his teammates some stats this week. Uh, the Colts, meanwhile, have been more victimized out of the slot and the weak side by secondary receivers. And so Landry's going to see a lot of the young cornerback, Rocky Yassin, rather than Xavier Rhodes, who will be over there on OBJ. I think his route running is going to give the young guys some challenges. And I'm going to see him get underneath uh, a lot and across the middle with the linebacking crew a little bit beat up. And then I like Tyler Lockett. After a rare, quiet game, I look for a big rebound against a defense prone to the big play in 2020. Uh, the Vikings have allowed the second most wide receiver touchdowns and the third most wide receiver yards. So Rush should be cooking again this week uh, against this young Minnesota secondary. They're going to get eaten alive by a technician like Lockett. He scored five touchdowns his last three home games. And amazingly, 
he has scored 13 of his last 14 touchdowns at home. So this is like a prime place for Lockett this week. Wow. All that production at home. <laughs> they got to get him cooking on the road, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, a couple of wide receivers I like this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Carolina. I mentioned him earlier. You, you playing the Falcons. I mean, this kid is going to put up like low wide receiver one numbers, my, maybe even mid to high uh, this week against the Falcons. So you start him, you own him. And, of course, just like you like Daniel Jones, I like Darius Slayton in this game. I think he's going to score on the Cowboys. I think uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to throw a couple touchdowns at least in this game, one of them, one of them the Ingram and one of the Slayton. So if you got Slayton and you need him because of a bye this week's issue, maybe Galladay's on a bye for you, start Darius Slayton with uh, confidence. A couple of guys I'm kind of concerned about, Devonta Parker in Miami, 49ers are going to be all over him, limiting him. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is uh, starting to fade a little bit there. They're going to get two in the lineup soon. Uh, I just don't like this matchup for Parker. And, of course, we already talked about A.J. Green. They're playing Baltimore this week. He's way down the totem pole, ice cold, sit him. All right, a couple of wide receivers that you got crazy about, Chris, and why? Uh, a couple of guys you're probably putting in your lineup anyway, but they're caution plays for me. I think they've got some tough matchups. One is Cooper Cup. Uh, the, the Washington team has severely limited opposing wide receivers, partially because it's so easy to run the ball and they don't throw as much against them. But they've only allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver so far, and no one has topped 86 yards. And they've played some tough receivers so far. Um, this should be like last week for L.A. with a run-heavy game plan against a weak rush defense. Uh, they don't allow a, a lot of receptions either. So even in PPRs, Cup might struggle uh, to reach his usual numbers. And I don't like ter- scary Terry McLaurin this week. Um, likewise, across the field, uh, the wide receiver, number one for Washington, is also going to struggle. The Rams have only allowed a single one-yard touchdown to a wide receiver so far. And they've played two of the top three passing offenses already. So that's pretty impressive. McLaurin should have a face full of Jalen Ramsey all day as well. I mean, the run defense is suspect, so I think they're going to give the ball to Antonio Gibson a lot to keep their gimpy defense off the field. Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Uh, I really like Trey Burton this week. I like what I saw last week. Frank Reich's been dying to get him involved. And he actually made him one of their top targets in his return last week fresh off the IR. He's the guy the team needs down the field to complement Hilton. And Burton took a lot of snaps from Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox last week. Then I look at the Browns, and the Browns have been amongst the worst at covering the tight end for the last couple of years. And this year they've already allowed four tight end touchdowns, and they're in the top five in receptions and yards allowed to the tight end. So I think Burton's going to get, get some action today and maybe get in the end zone. And then uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, the Saints have allowed a tight end touchdown in five straight games and in 10 of the last 12 overall. Interestingly, only not giving up a touchdown to Carolina in the two games they played them. And they've allowed the most tight end receptions and the second most yards so far, and they've been more impacted by downfield tight ends like Henry. I think he's a strong play in any format at tight end this week. I agree with you there. Okay, a couple tight ends I like this week. I think Tyler Higby, uh, I think he returns to the end zone this week. I'm not sure if he's going to score three like he did two or three weeks ago, but Washington's given up five TDs to tight ends, so start Higby with confidence. And uh, the Eagles are struggling against tight ends, too. Uh, what Kittle did to them last week, I don't expect that type of game from Eric Ebron, but I like Ebron this week, and I think he's going to score. So if they need him because maybe somebody else is on a bye, like maybe Mr. Tanyan, <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, start Eric Ebron with confidence there. Uh, a couple of guys I'm concerned about this week are Mike Jizeki. Uh The 49ers really shut down the tight end, and Jazeki's just not seeing the targets. Uh, the Fitzpatrick's kind of looking over there. Oh, he looks covered, and then goes away, and he's just not getting 
getting the targets and opportunity. So I'd, I'd sit him this week. And Jimmy Graham with the Bears, the Bucks uh, limited the opposing tight ends, and they've given up only one score to them this year so far. So Jimmy Graham may get a few catches here and there, but uh, I don't expect a big game there. Concerned about him, so I sit him if I own him. How about uh, a couple tight ends you're not crazy about and why? Uh, I'll start with Austin Hooper. Um, besides the fact he's basically vanished in the game plan for the Browns until the Cowboys showed up last week, the Colts have allowed a paltry 11 catches for 71 yards and zero touchdowns to the tight end through four games. So I don't expect him to get a lot of action. And then I mentioned Trey Burton kind of rising. I think Jack Doyle is really falling. He was drafted as a sleeper tight end based on the offensive scheme, but I think he's really fallen to the number three tight end option on the depth chart for Indy behind the playmaking potential of Burton and, and Mo Alley-Cox. And now he's being used as the blocking tight end in a very run-heavy offensive scheme. He's got only five targets through four games. He did miss one game. And his snap count has dropped each week as well. I think he's a permanent flick until an injury or a change in usage merits otherwise. Yeah, I tell you, I, I, I've had this question come up with subscribers this week. Uh, how long are we going to hold on to Jack Doyle? And I was like, oh, give him another week. And then when Burton came into the game, and I was like, no, he's he's out. So I'm, I'm dropping him all over the place this week. I agree with you completely. All right, uh, hit me with your one-hit wonders at kicker and defense, Chris. Uh, I love Aldrick Roses at Jacksonville. He's coming off a huge four-field goal game, and Houston allows the second-most kicking points. That should be a low-scoring, tight game like most Jacksonville-Houston games, so he's a good play. And I like Ryan Suckup again. Uh, the Bears allow the second-most field goal attempts and the third-most kicker points. If only Tampa wasn't so damn efficient in the red zone, he'd probably be leading the league in scoring right now. And then a couple of defense. I'll give you three defenses, actually, because uh, I like Dallas with that wimpy Giants uh, offense and their turnover machine. I think they're going to score points but they're going to turn the ball over uh, coming in Jerry's world. And I like Houston with Romeo Cornell in charge. I think this once proud defense gets a little fired up and they also get a team that's allowed two straight top 10 fantasy defense performances. That's a good one. And you have to include Arizona. They win the weekly. We get to play the Jets sweepstakes. (laughs) I like that. Okay. I want to remind everybody a premium uh, newsletter purchase also gets you free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered and waiting to voice their opinions. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. We'll see you all next week when week six of the 2020 NFL season is previewed. Good night and good luck to everyone this week. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarek the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.